You're listening to the Rotten Gems Podcast, a show where four dudes talk about movies that we love, that critics maybe thought should get eaten, not swallowed whole, but chewed by a mythical jaguar shark. Let's get rotten. What do we always say? Let's get right. I think I'll be dead. The Rotten Gems. If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or you just found out a lot of new stuff about yourself, one of the which being that you have a new son. And that new son, well, upon first learning that he is your offspring, decided to show you this new podcast that he came across. It's called Rotten Gems. And that's why you're listening to us. Well, we thank you. And who exactly is we? I think it's time I introduce you to my co-hosts. I'm Keenan Kingston Zisu. I'm going to... Change my first name or my last name. <laughs> I'm Marcus. And I'm just John. I didn't know we were doing a bit, so I'm with John. I'm <laughs> just playing did all the I. Yeah. I didn't until 10 seconds ago. Cool. It's Sorry. not cool to change your name anyway. Sorry. I didn't until eight seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> and we are your Rotten Gems crew. So if you are uh, here right now still, you clicked on the title, you are interested in hearing us talk about the 2004 hit, I say this every time, hit, question mark? It's a very divisive film here, and that is none other than The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, starring Bill Murray. Um, who else is it starring? Owen uh, Wilson? Starring, who isn't it starring? Like, who <laughs> yeah. isn't? Starring Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, and Angelica Huston, directed by Wes Anderson. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I had no idea this was a Wes Anderson movie until today. Until 10 seconds into the movie? <laughs> just, no, just 10 seconds ago. <laughs> after after the first bit of dialogue, you're like, oh, this is obviously this Wes, yeah. Wes Anderson. The opening credit where it's just like a painting. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was more to that sentence. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like my father always used to tell me. <laughs> Love you, Dad. He's probably listening. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get, let's get into uh, the life aquatic here. Um, we're talking about it today, so it didn't do too hot with critics, um, and it's currently sitting at a fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, just three points shy from being certified fresh. Um, it does seem that critics are on one side of the spectrum here because fans have it sitting at an eighty-two percent. And it has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb out of 193,000 reviews. That's 7.3 beached electric jellyfish, 7.3 research turtles, or 7.3 team ZZ rings that might catch you on the lip out of 10. Uh, actually, those are Vietnamese man wars. Just, just Viet- letting it Vietnamese? Vietnamese. <laughs> Viet Cong? Viet Cong. Yeah. Those are man of war, though, okay? Right. That's that's true, which I don't think any of us knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely googled good it. Thing to Google. There were definitely a few things I had to Google in this movie. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, but for those who have not seen Life Aquatic, you're more than welcome to stick around. But just know that you are about to be spoiled on uh, what is likely going to be the next hour and twenty minutes or so of us talking about a 2004 movie. So consider this your spoiler warning. But um, if you haven't seen it, or if you just want a little refresher, synopsis of the movie. 
um, with a plan to exact revenge on a mythical shark that killed his partner, oceanographer Steve Zizou, Bill Murray, rallies a crew that includes his estranged wife, a journalist, and a man who may or may not be his son. So, right off the bat, let's, let's address the elephant in this room, and that is the fact that two of the four of us had not seen this movie previously. We've been goaded into this by Marcus for how long now? Like over two years, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and John, you know, j- just joined us permanently here, uh, loved the movie. So I guess it was John's presence that maybe won us over, right, Keenan? Yeah, I don't know why that just reminded me of Pineapple <laughs> Express at the end where he's just like, and you? You're a new friend. So. Dale, you're a new friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I was able to push the tides. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh. I get it. That's why we brought him on. Uh, we, 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 the Quick quit over here. Yeah. So, um, this why did you why did you just mark that off a list? <laughs> For everybody out there, there's no list. So this movie, yes. um, like I said, was pretty divisive, but ultimately ended up um, not certified fresh. It is rotten, and so I think it's best that we. Jump into the discussion here with maybe beginning with a, a bad review. And that was from Eric Allen Hatch from the Orlando Weekly. Anderson, or <coughs> Hatch says, Anderson needs to diversify his bag of tricks ASAP unless he wants to exhaust his audience's goodwill by cycling them to the same dreary spirals of ennui as, as he does his characters. So... Keeping that review in mind, maybe we should jump into the movie and then after our discussion here, see if we agree or disagree with him. Um, But before we start, what were your first impressions going into this movie? Let's start with the people who have seen it first. Marcus, what do you think? (laughs) I loved it right away. (laughs) Um, I like like Wes Anderson movies. Um, I like the subtleness of their humor, especially... Bill Murray's like performance of it, and then I like the weird aesthetic of it. Very, very Wes Anderson style. What about you, John? I was very excited to watch this movie. Obviously, I liked it. It was part of the reason why we watched it, and I agree with Marcus the subtleness of his humor and just the different ways you can see things and the, the cinematography. I guess you say like how he films is just so interesting, and it just. It makes you think, and it makes you enjoy the movie on a different level. Deep. Keenan, what you got? Mr. First of Us that have not seen the movie. So, yeah, not a movie I saw, and I think the reason I probably didn't watch it is the experience we had at the movie theater watching Fantastic Mr. Fox. (laughs) We went and saw this in theaters together, and we were the only people there. So maybe that set me off on the wrong path of a Wes Anderson movie, just expecting that people just don't like it. But I watched this movie. I loved this movie. Okay. This movie was great. That's awesome. <laughs> now, real quick, back on the man, Fantastic Mr. Fox, did you guys see this like opening weekend or was it out for a little bit or what? Uh, it we was saw it pretty early because <laughs> yeah. I was working. Was at, it at midnight? No. I was working at AMC though, so we <laughs> got to see it for free. But yeah, it was empty. Wow. <laughs> it was just me and Keenan. Interesting. Well, I mean, it was Oscar nommed, and I think Wes Anderson movies maybe more appeal to like 
the older crowd. So True. I'm sure if you would have gone on Tuesday at like 10 a.m., it'd be full or something. Or not paid everybody off to have it empty for you and <laughs> for our, yeah. our own personal. Is that why the candlestick dates? <laughs> <laughs> there was a candlelit table with uh, spaghetti on it, and it was just one plate. There was, yeah, and no, yeah, no, I don't know why this is here. <laughs> All right, you you get this then. <laughs> You guys had the whole theater, and you probably sat right next to each other. <laughs> we sat on the same seat. <laughs> I, I actually think we just sat, like, one space apart, <laughs> which is still, like, in retrospect, that's kind of weird. We could have definitely spaced it out, maybe laid down, cuddled. All the viewers are like, now all these movies together make sense. Okay, I think that's weirder, right? Like, if you go to a theater with one friend, it's weirder to sit with a space in between you than just sit right next to each other, just, right? We were... <laughs> like 17 year old boys you know yeah teenagers yeah. now we're we're men that act like 17 year old boys <laughs> and you have facial hair now that's the only difference fair fair um all right i guess i'll round us out here um so yeah i did not know what this movie was or i, I guess i had an opinion of what the movie was and it was instantly shattered and it was not what I was expecting. Didn't know it was Wes Anderson. Didn't know half of this cast was in this movie. So it really didn't take me long of watching this to be intrigued. And um, after that opening sequence, I'm like, all right, I'm on board for this. I like we've given Marcus shit for this movie so long that it, that just kind of unconsciously came, became my belief that I didn't want to watch this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, this is oh, Yeah, I'm watching the movie today. I'm like, this isn't a bit. I could actually like, enjoy it. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> Marcus is right. I, I think you've earned this. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to uh, thank Wes Anderson, but also John, <laughs> because without him, this would not have happened. <laughs> Fair. All right, guys. Well, with that, let's jump into The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizu. So it begins with our opening scene, and um, we are uh, in a, a theater in Italy watching the premiere of Steve Zizou's new documentary film. Um, was it? I, mean, I don't know if it was like, I, I assume it was supposed to be a documentary. documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At this point, we're kind of, uh, we're introduced to the crew by way of watching his film. Um, so you, and you've got some some great crew members there. Um did not know Willem Dafoe was in this movie at all. So the second it's I saw amazing. it, I'm like, oh my Best God. Best character in this entire movie. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I loved yeah. him so much. Yeah. <laughs> I almost shouted his name when you were telling who was in the movie. I was like, <laughs> William Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, so him and then, you know, it, it cuts to the rest of the crew. This is where we see um, Steve's partner, Esteban, um, dying. But it was kind of portrayed in a way where it's like, okay, did did he actually die in the way that you said he died? Or... Is there some foul play here? I don't know. At first, I thought this was like a knives out type thing. Like, oh, that was your first instinct when you saw that. <laughs> Again, I had no idea what wow. kind of movie this was. Uh, so he came up and he's like very specifically detailing how Esteban died, but nobody saw any of it. He's like, yeah, he's down there. He got killed by the shark. And I was like, okay, so you could have possibly like underwater killed him and then blamed a shark. <laughs> Again, I had no idea what this movie was. And I was like, okay, no, it's, it's not like that at all. So. That feeling continued throughout the movie. There was never a point during this movie where I knew what was going to happen next. Right. And, and you know, you think about movie tropes, and that, that's one thing I loved about, you know, this Wes Anderson style. Like, you know, Chekhov's gun, the trope, right? If someone, if there's a weapon introduced or something, it's going to get used. And I feel like Wes Anderson just introduces so many things that have no meaning. Like, in, in like a couple scenes, he... Sh 
he's um, handed a, a little seahorse in a bag by like Klaus's nephew Werner. And I thought that was going to have some grand like play in the movie. It's just a cute little seahorse. Yeah. It was to show off that animation, that next, that next <laughs> level of the movie. Yeah, if you didn't know it was Wes Anderson at yeah. that exact moment, you know it is. <laughs> yeah, it's right. so cool. So, yeah, he just sprinkles in a lot of, like, dialogue and a lot of visual effects. That it's just, like, in itself has no reason to be there, but it doesn't take away from it. In fact, it amplifies it. So it's, I really appreciate It's just to that. make you ask yourself if you took a couple tabs before you watch this movie. That's, <laughs> all, that's all it's there for. <laughs> Makes sense. Or how many did he take? Also, I, I just want to bring up that as he's going through his crew members, I cracked up when he was just like, and this is our stripper. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, liked how he um, introduced Klaus. Uh, he was he called him Calm Collective German. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's how I, I want to be described. Right. Except you're. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm half German. <laughs> Ooh. My whole white side is German. <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, this is where we, we kind of get a, a crew, like the uh, feeling of the aesthetic of the crew, you know, everyone in the, in the blue suit with the, with the red beanie, which I was kind of curious what that was all about. And I looked it up and the red wool and caps worn are uh, references to Jacques Cousteau, um, famed underwater filmmaker and co-inventor of the modern Aqualung. And I noticed at the very end, they th- like... I don't know if they made it like in honor of them or with collaboration of them. It said like made for the Cousteau Foundation or whatever, although they had no involvement in the film. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also read that during the director's commentary, they mentioned them a lot and every instance of that was bleeped out. So I don't know if the Cousteau Foundation or whatever watched the movie and wasn't, like, wasn't not about yeah, this. So like, they're like, get us out of this. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of interesting. Um, but speaking of the shark, though, the, the instance of, you know, the partner getting, getting killed by the shark, he comes up and his eyes are... It's got the crazy eyes. It's got the crazy eyes. Crazy yeah, eyes. he looks like character in Dune or something there for a second. Um, and so I didn't know what that was about, the hydrogen psychosis. So that, that comes up a little bit later. That's another thing. I'm like, oh, that's going to that's gonna have some, some big play in this movie. And it, it did a little bit, but we'll get there. But, so at this point, we've seen the crew, we've seen the reception of the movie, um, we've seen, we've met Owen Wilson's character, which, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this guy so far at this point? Cool as a gentleman. Cool as a cucumber. From Kentucky. I'm not, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm, I don't like Owen Wilson, it's just like, I, when I see Owen Wilson in my head, and I hear that he's in a movie, I'm never like, oh, then now I want to watch it, because Owen Wilson's in it. I don't know. No, I, I like Owen Wilson. I think he, is, he I seems am, like a cool dude. I am having a hard time thinking of a movie he's in where I'm just like, yep, that's. <laughs> I watched it because of him. I don't think he has that big draw. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, he's funny. It's going to be good. But it's not like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Like um, Shanghai Nights. Shanghai, Shanghai Nights. Oh, yeah. Shanghai Nights. My, yeah. my favorite role of his of all time. I mean, and probably at the time. Lightning McQueen. Wedding Crasher. Uh, Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh, Hansel. Yeah. Hansel, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he's he's done so many roles you just don't think of, and he's yeah. he's actually really good in them, yeah. but just doesn't come front of mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I did not mind him in this movie. He was he was really good. I didn't expect to like him. So um, so during this uh, filming of this movie, though, what's interesting is, you know, 
they're in the water a lot and around. Bill Murray actually became a certified diver while prepping for this movie. He logged over 40 hours, and I think that's the requirement you need. So, Well, if he's recording the movie, what's this all for? <laughs> Fair. I liked how much of a badass Steve, uh, Steve was in this movie. Are, are we going to skip ahead a little bit? Because we could, I can talk about that. I thought that scene was just like in his head. Oh, I, I know what you're talking when about. When we get you there, can, I oh, want yeah. to talk about that too because I thought the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, how could you not? So, moving things along, the, the video um, ends and it's got mixed reactions from the crowd, much like this movie as a whole, which was a little Easter egg. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this podcast. <laughs> that too. Um, so, at this point, like, you know, everyone's walking out of the movie. We meet some interesting characters. Um, you know, some people, you know, offer congratulations. No, seriously. Like you shouldn't have to put it seriously. <laughs> um, at one point, you know, Steve goes in for a kiss for somebody and they're like, um, no, I didn't give you permission to touch me. It just kind of gives you the feel of yeah. how Steve is like, maybe, maybe a little narcissistic here. I said, kinda hello, I didn't give you permission to touch me. Yeah. <laughs> Which that should be all it takes. Right. We support women on this. There, were, there was something on the side there, obviously, though, because he was like, this is my wife. And then she's like, you're going to do this to me. And then the lady left. Or, yeah, I, I don't really know what that was all about, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't really go into it further. Um, now, and then one thing that um, was interesting to me, and I actually, this is another thing we mentioned that we had to like look up. Um, at, they're walking outside and, and Steve um, is passing some of the fans that are like behind the, the, the guardrails. And one guy asked Steve why he's not sitting Shiva for his friend Esteban. And I was like, what does that even mean? It's a, it's a Jewish thing. Yeah, I yeah. looked it up. And when so they pass away. sitting Shiva is a yeah. term. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. Sitting Shiva is a term used to describe the action of Jewish mourners participating in traditional rituals of observing a Shiva. During the period of Shiva, mourners sometimes sit on low stools or boxes while they receive condolence calls. So, um, yeah, I, did, I didn't know that was a thing, so I, I'm glad I paused and uh, Googled that. And then that just pisses Steve off. Got some... Yeah, if you hear, if you hear <laughs> the bells running around my cancer, it's, it's fight music. It's a podcast mascot. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I think I learned about Shiva from The Sopranos. Maybe wrong. Though. I'm sure I definitely learned about it from some show yeah, or another. like that or... That's where I learned Marvelous everything. Miss Maisel or something. I don't know. School? Nah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, though, after the the premiere, there's that guy that has him sign a bunch of those posters? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Forge the rest of it yourself. It's just those little nuggets of like, when it's like, it's four, it's like I could have sat at home. And I could have done at home. He's like, get out of here. Yeah. That guy was in PJ pants just in there. I don't know if you saw that when he walked away, just pajama <laughs> pants. Just <laughs> sign these things for me. Yeah, that... That's what I like about these movies. It's like there's just so much like awkwardness yeah. or like real life like silence. Yeah. They don't they don't hide it or like you know in in like a TV show when yeah, it's not perfect. people are so quick yeah. witted. It's real life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah, so here's where we also meet Jeff Goldblum's character for the first time, Mr. Alistair Hennessy, uh, which legendary name, by the way. Like, if I had a, like 
a, a kid ever. That's probably what I would name them, even though the naming convention doesn't work. I should just change it, actually. I think I should just change his name, Kingsley. <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, so at this point, you know, we, we've met the crew, um, and, and now we move to the, the after party, which is on um, Steve's boat. And this scene uh, intros with Pele singing Ziggy Stardust in Portuguese on his guitar, which, amazing, love that. Didn't expect that. My panties dropped. <laughs> Immediately. Is that why you show up here not wearing pants? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, why. The David Bowie like soundtrack fit perfectly it's amazing. for this movie. Yeah. He, yeah, it was great. And we see some more crew here. Um, so I saw an intern there that I recognized. <laughs> Mr. Matthew Gray Goobler was is that an the intern. guy from Criminal Minds? It is, yes. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend is obsessed with him. So <laughs> she, like, every time anything men- is mentioned, she's like, <gasps> she's like, like gasps, I don't know. Um, so it was, it's funny because he played intern number one in, in the movie. Um, he But he was also co-writer and director of uh, Wes Anderson's. He was, he was Wes Anderson's intern in real life like and so he just brought him in to be his intern in the in the movie so i thought that was kind of cool i did not know that and here is where on this uh boat ned um reintroduces himself to steve says hey might be your son and uh steve says all right give me a second and it just goes and smokes (laughs) i before that though because you just say like yeah nice uh, he, well, <laughs> like he goes to introduce like, himself, and Steve just like does not break stri- yeah. stride, and he's just like, "Okay, man." Oh, that's what he says. Yeah, okay, man. It's like that is how <laughs> you have to introduce yourself to people. Okay, man. <laughs> so at this point, um, I I didn't know how I expected Steve to react to the news of potentially learning to have a son, but he reacted in a much better way, which I soon started to see as oh. Steve is such a narcissist that he wants a son that could just be another extension of himself. So that was my initial opinion of Steve in this exchange. Obviously, that changes throughout the movie, but I thought that was that was kind of interesting. Um, but now at this point, um, you know, he uh, Ned stays around, and we're given a tour of the boat um, that that Steve has there. And they mentioned, by the way, that he bought the boat from the Navy for $900,000. And I got to say guys, with the way the housing market is right now, doesn't seem like a bad, bad gig there. Not <laughs> especially the Belafonte. That scene made me feel like we were in the wrong profession because <laughs> the amount of money he has, he has his own Island. He has a helicopter. Yeah. He has a, a boat. He has a hot the, air balloon. The vault. <laughs> oh, a <laughs> boat with a sauna built by a Chinese astronaut. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the sauna, I wrote down all of the names of all of the types of rooms in the in the ship. So we've got a sauna, a science lab, a kitchen, a research lab, a cutting room for filming, an observation room, uh, a mini, and then you have the mini sub on the on the bridge. It's just like. Everything you could possibly want. They're just missing like a D and D room, and then which I'm sure they could easily make, and it's 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 perfect. It's which, how did you guys feel about those shots as it was going through? The that ship? was cool. Love that. And there, yeah. there's a scene later on. I actually wrote down like, oh, I love this, and yep. like it's filmed from the perspective of like if you were to cut the ship in half. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Made me feel like I was playing like Fallout Shelter or something on my phone. 
know if you guys ever played that, but it's like based off of oh, the Fallout yeah, yeah, games yeah. where you have all the different rooms. Are you yeah. talking about the scene where uh, Owen Wilson is like arguing with? Yes, when he's trying yeah, to fight yeah, him and following, following him all the way up to. Yeah. Yep, it's such a good scene. She Love shows that. up. Yeah. Um, so at this point, you know, we've got we've got a tour of the boat. Um, Steve's Steve's coming around to Ned. You know, he he hits him with a really important question here, and that's, "Do you think you'd want to change your name?" <laughs> He's like, Ned? Ned? <laughs> <laughs> I cracked up at that part. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so Steve, you know, asked him, maybe maybe take my last name, and he's not so sure. Um, and we learned that if he had a son, he'd always wanted to name him Kingsley. Kingsley. Okay. Sounds like a good name to me. I, I actually do <laughs> like that name. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, a little twist. Ned, no, I just want you to take my last name. It's like, actually, yes. Have you Can't ever thought about that, though? If you could change your name, would you? And if so, to what? Depends. Not depends now. how old me yeah. you would have asked. I'm locked in on this for the rest now. of my life. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. That's hard to imagine. Like I, <laughs> name something. I else. don't like my name, but I've also just had. You don't it. like your name either. Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> we, we talk about it all yeah. the time. <laughs> Syllable. Come on. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't just because it's earlier in life. Absolutely, but now. We made it this far, right? Yeah, I, I guess earlier in life, probably. What you uh, get? Max I'm tired powers. of hearing. Uh, <laughs> Where's Kel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, who likes orange soda? That's Kel. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Dang it! <laughs> just think, Keenan's in this day and age. Don't even have to deal with that. <laughs> now it's a soundbite on our soundboard. God. <laughs> and that was all from his parents. <laughs> They were brutal. <laughs> Come on, guys. I just got home from school. <sighs> Say the line, Bart. <laughs> All right. So getting us back on track. So Ned and Steve now take uh, a little trip to the island on the old whirly bird there, right? Um, and, you know, they get to the island and we're... Again, met with Pele singing another Portuguese Bowie song. Loved it. Beautiful. Love that man. Um, and then we meet uh, Eleanor on the island, Steve's estranged wife. And I got to say, this intro <laughs> this intro dialogue exchange was another thing. I'm just like, why? Why would you? It's that juicy awkwardness. Yeah. It's, um, Everybody loves. Eleanor says, basically informs Steve that his cat died. And Steve's like, how? He's, she's like, oh, a rattlesnake bit it in the throat. <laughs> it's like, what a weird line of dialogue to have in this movie. But it just, it, it's so weird that it works. That's know. how Morticia delivers it. <laughs> I guess, right? And it seals in what you were just saying about Steve, how he reacts to it in the moment compared to after. You're like, okay, yeah. I get this guy now. Yeah. I get him. Oh, it's fun. so again. This is where we're still kind of seeing the the pre change side of Steve. And I one thing I forgot to say is when when right before uh, they get to the island, when he asks Ned if he wants to go to the island, they're like at a restaurant, and uh, Bill Murray orders see orders wine, and the guy comes up and starts pouring <laughs> the wine in Ned's glass. He's like, "What are you doing? I ordered the wine." He's not anything about wine. <laughs> Which is like kind of just an asshole thing, but the way it was delivered. I mean, yeah. Bill Murray. Like they, this role was literally written for Bill Murray. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, there's he, no he question. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> everything he does, it's like 
he it's so funny, but it also makes you ke- or care about what what Steve's going through. I felt so sad for him throughout this whole movie. Like you were talking about Hook all last week or last episode about how he just needed therapy. He's <laughs> like, this, Steve is the one that really Steve needs some therapy. In this one. I mean, I don't. I also don't blame him. It seems like he spends most of his life. In a in an environment where everyone just looks up to him all the time, so like he's, he's definitely a user too, like yeah. not like drugs. Like he uses people. Like I mean, that. those eyes were crazy yeah, for those one reason or another. Yeah, I mean, he also does eyes. use drugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he smokes weed through yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> so at this point, um, you know they're uh, on the island and. They wake up in the middle of the night because there's some uh, jellyfish epidemic that swept the beach here. And um, this is where um, Steve officially asks Ned to join the crew. Team Cecil. <laughs> and, you know, Ned's kind of reluctant at first, but gladly joins. And my opinion of Ned at this point is just like, oh, he'll just, he wants a dad. Like, he's never had a dad. He just wants to do anything to please his dad, even though you still don't know if this is the dad or not. Um, so he joins the crew, uh, the crew, and some people aren't aren't too happy about that. One one German fella in particular doesn't even know how to hold the boom mic, right? right. <laughs> Amateur doesn't know anything. Yeah, but we're also met. Uh, we also meet another important character in this scene, and she arrives um, to correct them that they are no, not indeed uh, jellyfish, but what are they, John? Something man of war. Remember, Vietnamese actually. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> Viet Cong man of war. Um, and another line that made me laugh. The first, the first thing she says is, "Oh, they're Viet Cong man of wars." And then Bill Murray says, "Where'd you come from? You look pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you greet people. Uh, so that's, that's what I do when I go to the grocery store, and that's why I'm not allowed to, to the fries on 35th. <laughs> that makes sense. It's probably better for you. I mean, yeah, I, it's far. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, so it's Kate Blanchett playing Jane. Um, she's five months pregnant in the in the film here. Um, father's out of the picture. Um, married to a different woman. Um, what was interesting about this is that uh, so when being fitted for a pregnancy prosthetic, uh, which involved being wrapped in a full body. Uh, full body cast. Kate Planchett actually just fainted, like on the spot, when being fit for the prosthetic. So she was actually like really surprised by this, and she said she'd never fainted before, and learned in the next few days that she was actually pregnant. <laughs> Whoa! And Wes Anderson accused her of taking her method acting a little too far. He said. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. So Jane is uh, a little interesting too. She's um, in, on her room in the ship, reading a book to herself. Um, but not to herself. It's to her unborn baby. And I got to ask, you guys are parents, right? Did you guys do that? Is that a thing that parents do? I don't know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) So unfortunately, no. Like I've heard of, I've heard of mothers like putting like headphones up to their stomach or something and like playing Mozart because apparently that does something or they want to believe it does. Is there proof of this? I'm sure there's stuff. I don't know if there's any proof. I, I don't think I have ever did it. I don't think scientists. <laughs> and then by the time the first baby came out, it was always it was already so loud in the house <laughs> for the other two. <laughs> sure they got plenty of noise. I don't think my mom read to me either, which is why I'm like this. So mothers, 
read to your unborn children or don't. We're not we're not we're not your your mother. <laughs> um, so at this point, um, you know, we we've met Jane. She's she's on the on the ship now. Um, she starts to interview Steve here, just like you know, as a preliminary interview. And she thinks that a lot of the aspects of his film are fake. And how does Steve react to this? Points a gun at her face. <laughs> does this look fake to you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, jeez. Every crew member has a gun except all the interns share they one. Share <laughs> That's how you make your points, though. Somebody's, somebody's calling you out and a gun. And then she starts crying, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but she, she not actually Good about God. that. <laughs> like, that was so, like, she wasn't crying over the gun. I think she was just crying that he, like, called her out on it. I was actually surprised at how well she handled having the gun pointed at her. It's not her first rodeo. Steve's a wild card. Um, so at this point, at the same time, um, there's another conversation being had, and that is by uh, Klaus and Ned. And Klaus has some doubts about Ned. You know, he he really looks up to Steve, and he's questioning why you know Ned's even there. Like, is this really your dad? And uh, he he hits Ned in the face after climbing out of the bushes. Yeah. Like that part really. He's, to, he's take out the trash is on this concrete walkway, and he rustle rustle. Klaus is there, and and so he hits him, and then you know I. I actually laughed out loud at this dialogue exchange. And, uh, you know, Ned stops him, Owen Wilson. says, uh, you touch me, you ever touch me again, I'll kick your goddamn teeth out. Is that understood? And then Will Defoe says, not if I don't see you first, sonny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now they need basically to get going again to start their uh, second expedition out so Steve is trying to find the jaguar shark that killed Esteban and go kill it um, but he needs some money and, and you know some funding to get this project off the ground he's not gonna kill it he's gonna fight it he just wants revenge <laughs> where, by whatever means necessary right so the uh, the project it, it's not looking so hot they don't want to give him money but Ned reveals that you know, ding, 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 his mother died. He's got an inheritance, $275,000. I like how he brings it up. He's just like walks into a conversation he doesn't really know anything about. And he's just like, I don't know if this will fix the problem, <laughs> but I have an inheritance. <laughs> Which at this point, it's like you, you kind of feel for Ned because it's like he just wants a dad so bad. He's willing to just give him all this money for, for a maybe chance that that's your dad. I don't know. $275,000 fixes a lot of problems, though. <laughs> That's true. Um, so with with that uh, cash advance starting up the project, they've gotten some more investors there in um, with some, some, some caveats, right? So everyone has to be drug tested, which I don't know how they got past that. Steve's clearly on something, as we've mentioned. Um, they need to bring somebody, a uh, corporate stooge, right? Bill. A bond Mr. Bill. Yeah, bond and uh, they have to agree to not kill the shark, which directly conflicts with Steve's vision here. So at this point, we still don't know if the shark is real, real or if it's imagined or if it was a, a story. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't, I, I, I didn't think the shark was real. I thought it was just him trying to. I don't think I ever doubted when I was watching it the first time. I mean, I don't, 
exactly remember the very first time I watched this movie, but uh, I don't think watching it, I ever doubted that he was lying, especially back at the beginning of the movie when he sees Esteban on the TV and he seems like really distraught over it, mm-hmm. and, like touches the screen and it <laughs> gives him like a little shock. Yeah, it's it's again not knowing like going into that it was a Wes Anderson movie and just that he does all these this stuff and like plant seeds that don't ultimately go anywhere. I'm just thinking of how I would watch any other movie. Like you guys ever do that? Like try to predict the ending before you ever finish what you're watching. I do that all the time, and whether or not you're trying to, I'm right? always wrong. <laughs> I'll say seven out of ten, I'm right. The other three. I was mostly right. I just missed a tiny detail. Yeah. So I'm glad that you really can't do that with this movie. I mean, maybe you've seen it a million times, but as an as an adult, I just watched the movie. I can go back and not know what's going on at all. <laughs> fair, fair. So after they get the green light to continue on, they uh, cut to a little training montage here of of the crew. Uh, you know they're doing all their various exercises on the, on the ship. Love this training montage. I could just watch another twenty minutes of of that, to be honest, with the <coughs> soundtrack over it. That was great. Um, so what's funny about that training montage? Matthew Gray Goobler in turn one, uh, he actually sprained his ankle while filming a scene in the in the exercising there, um, and. The take where he falls made it into the final cut, so they actually like liked it and uh, they kept it. I noticed too that the interns they do the little the the way they were stretching their legs or whatever was exactly the same way that Steve does when he first puts on his uh, Adidas uh, sponsored shoes, which I wish we could get. I know they those were awesome. Dope. They were legit. Can we get a uh, sponsored and get Rotten Gems, Adidas? Just gemstone. Be, be I think dazzling. you mean audios. <laughs> the Bedazzling Company sponsors us. Uh, so yeah, so he, he actually sprained his ankle. And he, uh, he so Goobler always wears a mismatched socks. And that one day he wore socks that matched, so he attributes it to that. So he never wears matched socks ever again. What an idiot. Yeah, so so they're getting ready to to disembark here, and you know Eleanor, she has some doubts. She wants to leave. Um, she wasn't a fan of Steve taking all that money from Ned, um, and you know she leaves right when the sugar crabs are out. <laughs> Which another thing, I'm just like, why? What was the point of this? They were but, mating. That's yeah. mating. <laughs> Rips off the arm, <laughs> walks away with it. See, it's funny because you see a little animation stuff like this and then knowing that he later went to make like Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs, you're like, okay, you've always wanted to do this. Uh, so at this point, the boat is on the water and um, we see uh, Pele again singing more <laughs> uh, David Bowie songs. So at this point, I'm like, okay, is this a thing? Is this all this guy like does? And I'm like, I, I actually looked it up. So... Sayu George uh, himself, he he is a Portuguese, like like a Brazilian musician, and like that's his whole thing. And he translated all of the Bowie songs himself into Portuguese and sang them, and just beautiful. I'm going to listen to that while I work tomorrow. Uh, so Steve and uh, Ned seem to be getting a little lo- along a little well here. Um, Steve's 
trying to get get close to Jane the reporter. He has a thing for her. He's denied a second kiss in the movie. Yeah, after he called dibs <laughs> by saying, not this one, Klaus. Not this one. But he said it to Klaus. Yeah. yeah. Klaus. There, you actually, so you, you heard, heard it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was amazing. What did you guys think of? I know we kind of passed it a little bit now that the boat's off, but or maybe I'm mistaken here. Ned going scuba diving in their pool for the first time. <laughs> and, and then, then instantly <laughs> almost drowned. He drowns. He's literally That was dead. the greatest <laughs> cut. I was just like, what? Um, this and That scene like, stuck out to me a little bit more yeah. than he... Literally died. <laughs> Eleanor, like, asked, like, did his heart stop? Yeah. <laughs> For a little bit. Yeah. But we, we brought it back. We brought it back. Yeah. yeah. It was just, and then she references, is like, you should not go. One of you has already died. Foreshadowing. Deep. That was really deep. Yeah. Uh, so, Why this, are we all crying? <laughs> this crew, if they're in order to find this shark, they need some equipment. So they have to go and pick up some equipment from a friend. <laughs> just from a friend. Just just from a guy, you know? Yeah. Scientific. It's the scientific community, man. So they arrive at Alistair Hennessy's um, Sea Lab. And, you know, it's, it's locked because <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> expecting them, of course. And so they just break into a Sea Lab in the middle of the ocean and... Uh, alarms going off, of course, but would you lock the door if it was in the middle of this? I mean, I guess if there's pirates. Yeah. Case in point, that's yeah. why you should have. <laughs> it didn't really stop them, is what I'm saying. They wired it. They fucking wired it. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the facility and they start, you know, taking some uh, of his equipment. And one thing I didn't like about this movie, and it, it kind of changes at this point. Up until now, every time we've seen Anne-Marie, <laughs> she's just doing whatever with her shirt off. And it's just like, I, I, I was, there were a couple scenes, I'm like, is, does this woman exist in this movie just to be a pair of boobs? She's a stripper. That's that's her job. Yeah, that's so you're saying, the one thing you didn't like about this movie is that they've finally put a shirt on her. <laughs> no, I'm saying that, that <laughs> the character existed to be a pair of boobs on the screen up until this point because now she actually is like oh hey i don't think you know you, there's a problem with your map we're going to be going into unprotected waters uh you know and he's like oh, it's four inches one and a half inches. <laughs> you know, your, your way is longer even <laughs> though it's safer and um so, so you're saying that if she was topless steve would have listened so this he probably would have to be honest. From this point <laughs> of the movie, you're blaming right it on her. No, I'm so like I'm all just her <laughs> fault. My wow. she never hot takes <laughs> from Grant. She never should have been topless at all. That's just my never. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, she's allowed to shout. I'm not Let looking her be comfortable. I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth here. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> I mean, she did go from a stripper to like a cartographer, like really quick. <laughs> She's multi-classigator. <laughs> yeah, but hot take, sports guy, hot take. Yeah. <laughs> sports guy. <laughs> sports guy. Uh, so they they make off with the equipment and they head the dangerous route, which is back into unprotected waters. Before they get there, um, you know, Steve gives Jane a necklace he made out of some. Mint dental floss and a sand dollar. 
And then, uh, then shortly after, Steve goes to Jane's room. He just wanted to flirt with her a little bit. Um, but by breaking down the door. Yeah. <laughs> so Ned uh, has an idea to, hey, what what are those little dots on the on the radar? You know, that's that's a phantom signal that's being, you know, picked up, and they should go investigate it. And you know, Steve's like, great idea. So now he gets roped into going to investigate this phantom signal. Um, and, you know, they were having a little heart-to-heart, you know, Steve Z and Ned here, right? So <laughs> Ned wanted to call him dad, <laughs> you know, as you do to your dad. Um, but they settled on Steve Z. And I know he never actually officially gave him the nickname Neddo, but I noticed he started calling him that, like, shortly after this, right? I mean, to be fair, at this point, we're to believe he doesn't know. He's his, his yeah, dad. It's not, it's not locked in at this point. There's been no yeah. paternal test. Nor will there ever be. And you, and you <laughs> have that conversation, how many like feet in, under the ocean through this little yeah. Yeah. press yeah. walk box? Well, you should have brought it up earlier, to be fair. Like, <laughs> At least they have antennas for radios. Jacques Rousteau didn't have that. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that scene where he's just dancing, showing it off. And yeah. just... Just like the most awkward dancing. They did it for like 40 <laughs> seconds too. It was, just, it was perfect. Because he makes it look like he wants to dance, but doesn't want to dance on camera. So it's just like, just I'm dancing. Very but, slight and subtle. But I'm not. I'm not. My very tight wetsuit. Uh, so the crew is working on the ship. Klaus is doing something on a ladder. <laughs> Ned says, Klaus, can I have a word with you? <laughs> This is the best. This is, yeah, this is so good. Klaus steps down, and then Ned just walks up and, like, clocks him in the face. And then Klaus says, why'd you do that? Because I owed you one. But you gave me a warning already. You stood up for yourself. We were even. <laughs> now I owe you one. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is a national treasure. Oh, amazing. How many movies has he been in on our list so far? This so, and Boondock Saints. Yeah. Uh, is that it? Uh, I... That's it. Should we just narrow our search to Willem Dafoe movies? Yes. <laughs> but by the way, best part of Boondock Saints too, right? Not not Boondock Saints two. Boondock Saints as well. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, yes, yes. Although he also was in Boondock Saints too, but Never that one was kind of. Eh, eh, you're not missing much. It's not going to be on here. But <laughs> you, you that much. You might have to <laughs> watch it. You might have to watch it because I think they're making a third one now officially. But they've been saying that, so we'll see. It'll probably be terrible. Probably we'll see. Um, so they go to head out to. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah. So, so now you know it cuts to the outside of the ship, and and Pele is just jamming again to some Portuguese David Bowie. But there's something going on in the background that that's happening. Well, it's a good thing somebody's on the lookout tower, so they should be okay. There, yeah, some guy was supposed to be on the lookout. What was his name? King Kingman. Mm. King but Lee, King, King Kingpin, Kingpin. the Kingpin? new guy, right? Just <laughs> new guy. King something. While he's while he's getting it on with the reporter, they get boarded by some pirates. Um, first, they want to take Ned hostage, but a certain secret uh, <laughs> corporate stooge, uh, Bill, reveals that he speaks Filipino, um, and he gets he gets to be the the new hostage. And I the, I love the dialogue scene where Bill's like. They want to know if we have a vault. Do you have a vault? 
there is no vault. And then it cuts to them watching the movie. This is our vault. Yeah. It's got all this currency in it. At least 10 different currencies at all times. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And so now we have a little callback to the crazy eye scene. They're all tied up. It, 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 does, a, it does an actual a visual flashback to the crazy eyes. And Steve just loses it and goes full hardcore Henry here and just... Just max okay. pain massacres. So this worms. is the scene that Keenan wanted to talk back about, I think, right? Yes, because the, the this, color this was shifts. great. Yeah, the color shifts, and I don't know. I, I, I'm not well-versed in weaponry, but that looked like a pistol that maybe holds... 12 rounds yeah. regular 12 <laughs> round mag there. oh no it Max. was it, it, he did run out of ammo eventually because then he throws it into after the like ocean. 36 yeah. shots once yeah. the scene was over he's like all right now you can be done with ammo so yeah my my initial reaction is he's still just like tied up thinking about this is what i'm gonna do and then they were just the pirates are gonna drive off yeah so when i was re-watching it or whatever that uh, that was the first time I noticed the color change. Like it was mm-hmm. all bluish, grayish, and then once he bites off the the ropes on his on his wrist, it, it gets like brighter or or like more yellowish. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Well, is he gonna like wake up and they're just gonna be gone?" But all the damage was there permanently. I mean. So, so I, I noticed the color change, but the whole time I just thought that was just further emphasizing that, oh, this is crazy eyes mode. And so at this point, I actually paused the movie because I'm like, what is crazy eyes? Like, I thought that was just a thing they made up for the movie. Oh, I thought it was too. Um, it's actually... Not if you've seen The, the Abyss. I have not. Uh, it's actually a real thing, and I, I didn't catch it, but um, when it happens in the film... Klaus even calls it by its name. Yep. Oh, it's hydrogen psych- psychosis, the crazy eye. All I heard was crazy eye. So I'm just like, what is that? What is that? So then nitrogen narcosis. Um, so, um, and, it, and, you know, it kind of, they say it feels kind of like if you go to the dentist and you're just put under nitrous oxide. Um, and, but when it's, it's most dangerous though, um, it, it's, Basically impairing your judgment, multitasking, coordination, and your loss of ability, uh, your, your loss of decision-making ability and focus. When I read that, I'm like, oh, so just Steve as a person. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's his entire just character development. Just, <laughs> he's been stuck Summed in crazy <laughs> Right. Is it similar to Stink Eye from <laughs> uh, Rocket Power? That's a great Give point. Give him the Stink Eye shoebies. It is crazy what nitrogen does to you, though, when you scuba dive. I only have experience from it because I did it in high school. But (laughs) (laughs) when you get, like, the bends and things like that, it's all from being underwater and how the the gases react. So isn't the bends, like, when you are under pressure for a while and then you come up too quickly? Too fast. Yeah, and it's, like, and then you get, like, you develop bubbles, and so you have to, like, decompress them. You have to, like, fart real bad or something? Yeah, just terrible. (laughs) Just constant. (laughs) Just fart out of your pores. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh! I have the bends. Uh, I'm sorry. That was a month ago. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was doing during his whole Max Payne bullet time, like just farting the whole time. Just <laughs> it's just releasing it's the, it. the tactic of covering your farts yeah. in the most extreme way. With bullet shots. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love 
that scene for multiple different reasons. It, I mean, the end with the last intern, and he, he shoots the guy, and you're like, oh, he's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right Shocks down. Matthew Gray <laughs> Goobler right in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so many good parts of that fight scene. If you watch it, like, there's so many good little, little Easter eggs. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Easter egg. Easter egg. Uh, very chaotic scene, but ultimately ends with the pirates uh, being driven off. Um, taking and Bill. Taking Bill, but leaving another crew member, Cody. They left their dog. <laughs> Fucking amateurs. Fucking <laughs> 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 dog. Um, so at this point, the mutiny is about happening. Anne-Marie leading the charge of the people against uh, Steve, which... For a second, Klaus was the only one who opposed him, but he just misunderstood <laughs> the assignment. Wait, Klaus, what, what the are fuck? we doing? <laughs> when he was just like describing it, I was just like, "This is extremely confusing." So he wants the people who don't want to be with him to closer, closer to him. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of the the crew leaves. Um, the interns leave. They're not going to get flunked, so that's just incomplete. Um, but they also have to put out a distress call because the pirates stole all of their resources and all their fuel. So who do they call? The man who they just stole from, Mr. Hennessy himself. Um, and so, like, at this point, we, we don't really know much about Jeff Goldblum's character. And he it just comes off as, like, a really, like... Douchebag. Exactly. So he's basically like, yeah, sign this agreeing to pay for my services or I'm going to leave you stranded out here. And then and we then want him to die. Yeah. Because of what he does next. Yes. Why? I was just like, put a bullet in him. The yes, best way to now. make somebody hate a character and care about another one. Make them hit a dog. Exactly. A three-legged and, one yeah. at that. And how he does it. What, for no What's reason. his name? Yeah, Cody? Yeah. Bah! Let me go, let me roll up this newspaper. Yeah. At least at least that happened off screen. I didn't have we didn't have to see it. We know he didn't actually hit him, but still like one like you said, one way to make you hate a person. I expected Steve to go into another just crazy fit of rage. Steve, the same guy that asked, <laughs> What kind of cat was it? Who fucking cares? <laughs> right. So uh Alistair tows them back to his uh to Porta uh Porta Port Apotois, right? Where we uh, are met back know. up with Eleanor again. Um, she tells Jane a secret little bit of history about Steve here. Um, Steve shoots blanks, guys. But, so. it, but again, is that reliable? Yeah. Oh, why? Because she's a woman? <laughs> It, the timing, Hot though. take, Marcus. The, the timing of it, <laughs> nice too. Nice try. Yeah. <laughs> we already know where you're. Yeah. <laughs> Just lies. As you watch it more, you're like, okay, she says, I think as a scientist, I think it's because he's been underwater his whole life, right? And you're like, well, how long ago was it that he met Ned's mom? Like, yeah, I mean, Ned is. Ned's 30, 30s. right? Yeah. I mean, so. he, they made it seem like, um, obviously, we don't know all the Steve Zizu lore, but like he had a fan club, like. I, I just kind of thought he was maybe like the Steve Irwin of just underwater life. But even is it like he's been underwater for 20 years? Is that enough? Like, that's one thing that passed through my head this time. I was like, still could be, though. Yeah, I, I think uh, they still make it so that it, it, he could be or he could not be. Yeah, we're, they never actually say, which is fine. Like, I didn't or maybe they the do. closure we on that. Wait till the end. 
I, I, I waited, but... No, th- I'm talking to them, not you. Oh. Yes. I waited, like, af- after credits to see if there was something. Marvel has ruined every movie for me. <laughs> Please stop. Please keep listening till the end. So now we have some more Ned and Steve lore, and Ned says that um, Steve knew about him his whole life, and Steve admits it. Um, whereas earlier in the film, you know, Steve made it know, oh, I knew about you five years ago, blah, 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 maybe. I don't know, but... Um, it just kind of makes Ned a little upset because he never wanted to come find him and whatnot. So this is that scene that we were talking about where they're fighting on the ship and he's just going room by room. And it's in that typical Wes Anderson style where it's like you're looking down a hallway, like frontward facing. Wes Anderson does that shot in like so many scenes, just no no characters from the side, just everyone's facing forward, even if they're walking uh, sideways. I don't know. It was a very interesting shot and... That, that huge ship, like how much money would that have had to cost to film that? Wow. So Eleanor is back now. She rejoins the gang with uh, some extra cash to get them going and a phone call that she heard from Bill. They were able to pinpoint it, blah, 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 so they know where the crew is now that has Bill. So they set off on a rescue mission to rescue the Bond Company stooge. Um, they land and they're doing a little covert. And I got to say, they're a diving team. They make movies. They do covert ops. Is there anything this Steve Zizou crew can't do? They Eel- lived a lot longer than the Hennessy crew, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Hennessy crew, like their ship sank and uh, Alistair got kidnapped. I also thought that was fake. <laughs> when, they, when they were showing like the, the ship sunk, I was just like, oh, they just cut that to make them look like incompetent? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> they were actually yeah. how did all he murdered. get up there to the top of the ship? Movie magic. Where did nobody else think that? I was like, wait, how did he get up there? Because slowly, just the point of the ship, all smooth. I don't know how he did it. Science never explained yeah. that. They arrive on the island. They're making their way through the jungle um, in two squads. Squad A, led by. <laughs> Led by Captain Steve Zizou, Squad B, led by our boy, Klaus. I'm tired of being Squad B. <laughs> but you're the leader of Squad B, man. I just, this guy, like, I just want to give him a hug, you know? <laughs> I, I've always thought of you like a, a younger brother. I've always thought of you, of you as a dad. <laughs> Don't tell the others. They'll make fun dad. of me. <laughs> Which another beautiful Bill Murray moment where he's like, I can't promise that. <laughs> but I'll try. But I'll try. <laughs> Just go on. So they're they're trekking around through the abandoned hotel. Papa Steve and Neto are having a heart-to-heart. And just when they're about to give up, they find the room where Bill's in. They, they free Bill, and then they find the room where everyone else is, and they're playing cards in there. And... <laughs> It cuts to uh, all these guys sitting around the table. They all have their weapons. They start pointing it down the hall. And you see Jeff Goldblum there wearing his I'm a Pepper, Dr. Pepper shirt. Uh, And he says, Steven, are you rescuing me? Fold. And then all the gunshots happen. Uh, I laughed out loud at that too. And he gets shot and you cheer (laughs) instantly. I thought he was going to die right there, but then he does it. They make (laughs) you think that he is, because that literally hits in that medium chest mass. And you're just like, oh, this guy's dead, finally. So the rescue is a success. They they take off. They burn one of the the pirate ships. They go. They find and recover the safe unharmed. 
you missed a very key point. Did I? Pele gets shot, and my heart mm-hmm. sank. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just like, that. no. Yeah. And then from this point on, I took zero notes because I was too invested in this. <laughs> too worried about pain. <laughs> my my heart was in this movie from this point on. I I have nothing. Pele is our best boy. Him and him and Klaus. I would just watch a movie yeah. with the two of them. I mean, he wore his like scuba mask thing as like a wizard's hat the whole excursion where they were like special ops. He's it was. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so they they make it off of the island, but they f- they couldn't bring Cody along. So surprise, Cody's back with his owners or the rest of them that are alive. Maybe Steve took a moment to be upset, and then yeah, like, quickly oh. moved on. Yeah. <laughs> back to the cat. So Ned is now designing a new Team Zizu flag, <laughs> and uh, we don't we don't see it at this point, but there's mention of him. Dedicating a spot of the flag to Klaus, and Klaus just loves it. Uh, he loves that he put him with a dolphin. He doesn't just like it. <laughs> Do you understand? I understand. Uh, I cannot stress how much I love <laughs> Willem Dafoe's character in this movie. <laughs> so good. Um, so at this point, everything's going great, right? So why don't you? Why don't we take that helicopter out and try to find that jaguar shark that we're out here to find and kill, right? Well, hold on. I want to. There's a scene in that when uh, uh, Bill Murray kind of loses motivation to do anything. And Ned. In the resort? Or? In the. uh, No, in the ship. Oh, okay. And Ned uh, is trying to, like, pump him up. And he does, like, the hand thing, (laughs) which they did earlier, where they put their hands together and then they go, Ho, if you look in the back. Klaus is in the back watching them, and when <laughs> when Ned sorry when Ned puts his hand in and Bill Murray finally does too, you see Klaus in the back put his hand up, <laughs> and then when they <laughs> raise it up to say "ho," he does too. It's like something so I totally subtle that. I totally that I that. have never seen before, and I just saw it and I started cracking up. All right, as soon as we're done, I'm going to watch that again. Classic <laughs> Klaus. So they take the helicopter up. Um, it hasn't been serviced in a while. And can we can we go back to something else? Because I don't want to talk well, about this part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think no. Have, oh, you just don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it. Nobody <laughs> likes a foreshadowing helicopter. Okay? We'll skip forward a little bit. Uh, helicopter crashes. I, I do have to mention. No! I do have to mention this though, because this was another scene that I'm like, wow, I really liked how they shot this. So helicopter starts going down. It starts blinking red. I. I love that. And then they land in the water and the camera person is filming it from the vantage point of when the waves come, it's underwater. Yeah, it's like bobbling. It's bobbling, right? Water, half and under, half it over. goes underwater a few times. And then after it goes underwater about the third time, every single time it bobs underwater, it's just nothing but red water. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. And then like when the helicopter is going down and you see it from like, the view of their feet or whatever in the water is just like coming closer. I thought that was pretty cool too. Great shots. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot that Ned died. This was <laughs> devastating to me. I was like, what? I was like, good blocked it out. I was like, actually that's terrible. Cause I was ready for it. You blocked it out. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is horrible. 
It's just they slow play it too. You're like, okay, his they're like, oh, oh, he's bleeding a little on his face, takes off his helmet, and you're like, all right, he's he's okay. And <laughs> he's then be okay. the camera once again, which <laughs> I love that too. Like even the screen flashed red too when when they um, crash, but then you start seeing blood, and then he pulls him out, and you see it on his pants too, and you're just like, oh yeah, he's not gonna make it. So then the funeral for Ned happens, and the crew sends sends some nice words and. Tosses him off the side um, with his coffin wrapped in the flag. And as it fell and we saw the flag reveal and you see the dolphin with a K, I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's adorable. And the octopus with an N. Um, what else is it? Oh, yeah. So then, you know, it just cuts back to <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> down in the ship. He's like, is that my espresso <laughs> machine? <laughs> Wait, how did that get here? And then Bill, with a new sense of confidence, we we fucking stole it, man. Stole it, man. <laughs> I love Bill. He is great. I didn't at first, but he came around for sure. Also, um, a human being. Yeah, I was gonna say even at the beginning, yeah. I liked his like reaction. It was and amazing. Then, like, yeah. Steve was like, "I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> bring it well, in." <laughs> also, uh, so at this point, you know. Uh, Bill Murray comes down, Steve, and he's talking to Jeff Goldblum. And then Jeff Goldblum mentions something about, <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm part gay. Yeah. Oh, what terrible like, husbands. What does that yeah. even But mean? I have an excuse. Yeah. I'm part I'm gay. gay. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all a little? <laughs> I, I actually really liked that line. <laughs> Are we all a little? Discredit him. Yeah, it was, that was great. So now the scanner is up and working, and they can finally go see that sought after jaguar shark they all pile in uh the jacqueline i mean deep search uh mini sub um i also like that he had that tattooed on his arm <laughs> jacqueline and then he had it crossed off just like on the sub right? yeah. <laughs> um and they go and they find the jaguar shark and it's not a myth so what do you guys think about the jaguar shark and i'm asking that from the sense of We've, we've done this for a little bit now, fellas. We've seen some great CGI Goro. We've seen some bad CGI Reptile. What do we, okay. Where do we think this was in, in that scale? So, obviously, it's not the greatest looking, but I don't think it was supposed to. Right. Like, I, I don't think they were trying to make it look like top-of-the-line CGI. So, I, I, I think that it fits well for the movie. It's the same as all the other yeah. creatures yeah. in the movie, so I, I think it, you, it's one hundred percent intentional. So yeah, I you see it. you see those fish as they're floating down, which that that part is just so cool as they're going through the fish that expands mm-hmm. its body. The thing that he's dragging behind the rhinestone or whatever he called it, which gutsy move putting that on your ship, but that's and it. Hennessy's turtle, <laughs> yeah, like it's just. I, I thought it looked exactly like it should. Like if it would have looked better, I think it would have been weird. I, I agree. I mean, the only the only quips I have is obviously this was a 2004 movie, so we're dealing with 2004 CGI, and it's a little better. So it didn't look pristine, but I also don't think it needed to. It didn't really take away from the film. Well, and kind of like what John is saying, like if I think if they would have tried to go like, you know, top of the line 2004. CGI, going back and watching it, you'd be like, well, this looks terrible. And they were trying to make it look good. Fair, fair. Those jaguar spots came through perfect. So they see it. He caught his white whale, even though he didn't kill it. 
is at this point, Steve is a changed man, right? He's he's not really so much out for revenge anymore. He's been he's been through it, and, and maybe he also he had no fucking yeah, he's chance. He's out of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much bigger than he he thought before, right? Um, so we basically cut right from this to the showing of the final film that they have put in together, and it does a little callback to. Uh, um, Steve, it was mentioned earlier, the, the pose that he was doing, and you see Steve and, and Ned doing the pose together. And it seems to be a very packed theater, all except for one chair that is empty, and it's Steve's himself, who is this time sitting out on the red carpet next to candles, and he is sitting Shiva. <laughs> and I'm so glad I looked it up. <laughs> Which, did you see, so... What what her necklace was made out of when she was watching the film? Who's, who's Jane's? No, his wife's. Oh no, I didn't. What yeah. was it? It was starfish legs. It was like oh. it was like <laughs> starfish hands on her necklace. Oh my god! Like, all right, that two things that I need fits. to go see now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then you know Steve's. Standing up as everyone's coming out, and it's it's the it's the walking montage. He picks up Warner, puts him on his shoulder, gives him gives him Ned's ring, uh, his cl- Zizu class ring or whatever it was. And now it's got that uh, the walking end credit scene where the whole the whole cast is revealed. And I I love that outro. That was a that was a great end credit scene. That's a Wes Anderson like yeah. trademark, right? You should watch it here. It's your first time watching the movie. Just watch it through the whole thing. Really good. Well, because the the movie gets played out by Pele again. Yeah, yeah. Singing, yeah. and then Pele. Yeah, it's just got that music going. You're just like you're walking with them. Get to see everybody again, except for select few. Get to see though the intern blowing up. He's not an intern anymore, yeah, right? Blowing up to part. Yeah, he put on a beanie. He put yeah. on a beanie, right? And are we gonna get a Warner beanies? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm surprised we're not doing this right yeah. now in the beanies. I'm wearing my speedo. I always <laughs> wear my speedo. That's why he took off his panties <laughs> to put on my speedo. <laughs> so, with that being said, we've we made it to the end of the movie. So, I guess it's it's kind of a two part question here for those of us that have seen it, Marcus and John. Does the movie hold up? Yes, absolutely. It was great. Like I said, I <laughs> I forgot the ending, so it was. It was like a brand new experience for me. <laughs> yes, it does. From the very first time that my uncle Michael showed me this film, it still stands up to it. I enjoyed every minute of it. The music, like you, the details of how it was made, stands up 100%. And now for Keenan and I, since we haven't seen it, I guess the movie's not Does It Hold Up? It's Is This Enjoyable to Watch? In 2022, for the first time, being a 2004 film. So being 100% honest, I wanted to fucking hate this movie so much. <laughs> just so I could rub it in Marcus's face. Same. <laughs> I, I was hoping, and I, I probably didn't enjoy the first part of the movie as much as I should have, just because I was trying to hate <laughs> it so much. But I loved this movie. And I 100% suggest it to anybody listening. Hell yeah. Yeah, if you've made it this far and you haven't watched it, go go watch it. I mean, at least you kind of know what to expect. But I, uh, I can tell you right now, us just sitting here and describing a lot of this awkwardness, we're not even holding a candle to it. And it's just, it's it's great. 
Um, I, I'm going to agree. I didn't want to like the movie because, again, I was committed to the bit. But I dropped that very quickly. Um, all-star cast, and to me, that can get me through any movie. Um, I guess I, I only have like a few minor complaints about the movie, and it's it's things like the, you know, Anne Marie being topless in the first three scenes that we see her. It's just should have been topless <laughs> longer. We know they would have never I know. got the pirates. Like the pirates never would have showed up. Shouldn't have been on. Shouldn't have been on the boat. Should sure. have been at a strip club. Let's extrapolate that from what I'm saying. But sure. So that. There were a few things that, um, like, comments Steve made that I don't really feel held up, like, especially when he's, like, talking about Jeff Goldblum's character in the beginning. He may have he may have said a few words that, eh. But just because words like that and bad things happen in the movie, I don't know if that necessarily is a fault of the movie because I feel like he says these things as a way to be like, oh, Steve's kind of a piece of shit right now. And he was. Undoubtedly, he was. Got better, of course, but um, I don't know. Those those are kind of only my quips. I, I just feel like you could have got off that he was an asshole without maybe saying that word. But you know, we've advanced as a, as a society in these in these last you know decade and a half. So great movie, I uh, loved it. Thanks for the recommendation, Marcus. Um, all right, guys. Well, with that being said, I think it's time we play some games, right? Games, 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 games. games. <laughs> Little game we like to call bed, wed, behead. So, for the uninitiated, we pick three characters from the movie, and Ed, we basically decide which of those we would want to bed, wed, and behead, and give reasons. Most of the time, we disagree. So, let us know which one of us you agree with, because I'm sure it's going to happen. So, who are we picking? I'm going to take all three. Oh, okay. I, I'm not giving you guys an option. Okay, okay Steve. Do it. So, I'm <laughs> going to give you all three, okay. and I'm going to give you my reasoning. Okay. All right, we'll see. So, I'll start with bed. Okay. Pele. Okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> he he, he, one he has a scene it's where funny. he's not wearing a shirt. Boom. That's all you need. Uh, wed. Pele. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is an angel. He's the light of my life. That's all I need. <laughs> End sentence. Yeah, you got it. Behead. Pele. Oh. He's too beautiful for this world. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fair, deserve it. Fair, fair. Okay, so... Pele's one option. <laughs> Pele's one. I want to throw my hat out there and let's 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 get let's get Jane in here. Jane. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. Then do I want to pick? I'm gonna make it hard. I'm gonna say Klaus. Okay. Oh. Okay. That's Ooh. a good one. Okay. Yep, yep. Now this is really hard because you don't want to mm. be at any of them. No. No. But because John didn't pick, he gets to decide first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Judging. <laughs> so Pele, Klaus, and Jane. All right. Um, so I'm going to bed Klaus. And I'm going to wed Pele, obviously, because I want that in my life all the time. Like He's just sing to me. And that means that Jane's getting a good old head. You're going to kill she's a pregnant. pregnant woman? Wow. She's not pregnant at this time. She. That's fair. At the I guess at the yeah, end of yeah. the movie. In 12 years, that baby's going to be 11 and a half. <laughs> Steve sees his favorite age. That's right. it. I'm done. There it is. I Keenan, win. Keenan, what do you got? Yeah, go ahead, Mr. Paley. So I actually went the same exact route as John. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I said bed Klaus because that just looks like a fun time. Yeah, he's I mean. he's going to be into it. He's going to come up with some creative things, and he might 
coming in and out. That man's committed. Like he hung in the bushes for how long for Ned? Like, you know, he's, he's committed to it. And I like to be slapped around. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, wed Pele. Cause if I get serenaded like that every day of my life, that, that's life well spent. And then I did say behead Jane, mainly just a last option. And she's been divorced once. Oof. <laughs> Wait, has was she? she? No, she no, was. No, she was she just was single. sleeping oh. with a married man. That was her boss. Oh, wow. Not. Did you miss that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not her fault. She's just the least out of all three. At least my. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up a little bit. I'm absolutely going to wed Pele because at any given time I can be serenaded throughout the rest of my life. Love that. Portuguese, love that too. Um, I'm gonna have to bet Jane. She seems she seems fun. It'd be it'd be a nice night. And sadly, I will have to kill Klaus. But the main reason I want to kill Klaus is because Klaus exists to be there for Steve. And I wouldn't want to put him in a life with me without Steve. So just put the guy out of his misery. It's the wow. nice thing to do. Uh, Murder, misery. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm gonna switch it up just a little bit. I'm gonna wed Jane because, frankly. I've got a crush on Kate Blanchett. <laughs> so, Dude, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok? Are you kidding me? It is hard not to wed her. Um, and then, so I'm kind of on a toss-up between the other two. Uh, but I think Brett's uh, convinced me with betting Pele and beheading Klaus because... You, you like don't want to do that to him. He man. is yeah. just obsessed with... Steve. So. Well said. Well okay. said. Well, we've done it, fellas. All right. And now it's time for a little game we like to call Seven Degrees of Who? Um, that is where we will take a random, or not random, I guess we're going to pick them, uh, pick a person from the movie, and we try to connect them to a randomly generated celebrity in seven steps or less. So, John, since you did not pick in the last game, you have the honor of picking the person we will use from Life Aquatic. And after you pick, I will reveal the random celebrity. So, who are we, who are we leaving the movie with? We are leading the movie with Mr. Klaus himself, Willem Dafoe. Excellent choice. All right. So, from Klaus, Willem Dafoe, and we're going to Antonio Banderas. So... Take us away, John. So we'll go from William Defoe into. We could do this in three fucking steps. <laughs> oh, I don't think I want to pick that movie though. William Defoe is with Spider-Man: No Way Home. Let's see, with what is her name? With Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, uh, Marissa Tomei was in. Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home with you Tom Holland. You can't do yeah. the same movie. That's not the same movie. He just said, I said No Way Home. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the first one? Tom Holland's not with You him. have to figure it out. Yeah. 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 Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland. Okay, but technically we have a one Marvel movie rule. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a rule we have here because you can basically get in and out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with ease, so we will limit ourselves to only one Marvel movie. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Well, All right. Tell us afterwards what you're thinking, obviously. but Marissa Tomei was in My Cousin Vinny with Joe Pesci. 
Oh, God. Uh, Joe- oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. We Have One Marvel Movie. Fine. Jo- uh, Joe Pesci was in Home Alone with Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, Catherine O'Hara was in Beetlejuice. I'll go with Winona Ryder. You could get to Keenan's favorite actor pretty easily with Winona Ryder. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Winona Ryder was in Zoolander with Owen Wilson. Who was she in Zoolander? I think she played herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she was just like one of the She was one of the it, at a party. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that movie in so... I know we mentioned it earlier, but I haven't seen that movie in so long that I probably wouldn't have even known who that was when I watched it. <laughs> All right. Um... Owen Wilson was in Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller. You brought us back to <laughs> a life aquatic actor. <laughs> say that again. What did you say? Uh, Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller. Okay. How do I want to go? Okay. Um, okay. Ben Stiller was in Night at the Museum 2 with Jonah Hill. Uh, Come on. It's so obvious. <laughs> is it, is it? Jonah Hill. Was in that Netflix movie, Don't Look Up, with <laughs> um, sorry, uh, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> That's why I was laughing, because I'm just going in a circle now. We're just <laughs> listing all the life aquatic <laughs> We suck, guys. Oh, my gosh. Kate Blanchett was in The Monument Men. With Bill Murray. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> we have fun here on the Rotten Gems. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bill Murray was in Zombieland with Emma Stone. Stone. Okay. Where can I take Emma Stone? I would take her anywhere, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> mm. um, okay. Um, all right. Fine. Emma Stone was in La La Land with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> this is never going to end. We're never going to get there. We sh- Ryan Gosling was in the new Blade Runner with Harrison Ford. Okay. We're getting somewhere. All right. Let's see. Harrison Ford was in uh, Patriot Games with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. There we go. Ready? Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Was in Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, which one? Which one of that is that? Is that the Quentin Tarantino? Two Antonio Banderas in Desperado. Jesus, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> what was that? Forty-seven. He's still counting. Desperado. 15. Okay, 15. But from our most recent life aquatic character, which Jesus. I believe was Bill Murray. How many? <laughs> it would have been like five, six. It okay. Literally, I went in Bill Murray. Oh, no, then it went around once, huh? So we, went, we passed through Kate Blanchett to... Or we, uh, we went from Willem Dafoe to Owen Wilson to Kate Blanchett to Bill Murray. We could have went week. from Willem Dafoe to Tom Holland in True. Uncharted. <laughs> All right. Um, Jesus, finally. All right. All right, guys. Well, that is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. And 
Critics did not like this movie. Again, it got a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, critics believe that somehow Michael Bay's Transformers is a better movie than this. And that's just bullshit. What do you guys say? Bullshit? Bullshit. 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 It's the bullshit. Did want to leave you guys with... Um, a nugget of wisdom from Mr. Steve Zizou himself, Bill Murray. He said, obviously, people are going to think I'm a showboat and a little bit of a prick. But then I realized, that's me. I said those things. I did those things. So you owe it to yourself to be you. Live your life with no regrets. And that's just one of the themes in the movie. You know, another, another big powerful theme I, I took away was that you can't kill sadness out of revenge. You just have to live with it. So join us next time, guys, when we talk about the 1998 film Small Soldiers starring Kirsten Dunst and Gregory Smith. I am super stoked for that one. Until then, what do we always say, fellas? This is Rotten Gems signing off. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> I, think that, I think that one will get good. Nobody else got hit? I'm the only one? What's the deal?